Charlie, and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzo cracker and the communion wafer, you're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic and Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're going to explore the highs and the lows, the holobread wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets, well, maybe just their descendants, and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. Well, I am blessed today. We have a really fun guest today. We are going to have Ruth Camargo, and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about her before she comes on and shares her testimony with you. So for those of you don't, that do not know Ruth, she is the wife and the mother of four. She has, for over a decade, she has been working with children in early childhood education. She has a huge heart for the unborn and has been a sidewalk advocate of life for life. She and her husband, Pedro, lead a children's ministry called Torah Heroes, which is kind of how I met uh, Ruth is kind of checking that out, stalking her. Well, well, let's just be honest. I was stalking her and they they lead that out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, which she calls home. And um, on her free time, she loves tea, baking, creating, journaling, and studying Hebrew. She also enjoys connecting with other women and sharing. That's again, how I know her sharing in all the areas of beauty, which you guys will probably see her, some of her posts and things about beauty inside and out beauty for women. She's passionate about encouraging others to walk in their true purpose and their identity in Messiah. You know, I'm really blessed to know Ruth from her work with the Rooted Cafe. Many of you, I love her I, blogs about identity. If you can go to the rootedcafe.com and click that blog tab because you'll be able to read. You can even search those blogs out for all of the blogs for Ruth. And we're constantly still putting those up. We have many more, um, but she has been such a blessing to us serving on our team. This is going to be fun, Ruth. Welcome. This is fun. Welcome to messy antics. (laughs) Let's get messy. I'm going to have my first question for you is, and we ask everyone the same questions. I want to know, how did you? Well, it was actually my husband who came first. So I was very much being a Ruth, right? And he was my Boaz. And so when he introduced me to this new way of thinking, because I grew up in Costa, I was just, okay, your God will be my God and I will follow you wherever you go. So I was very much just um, following my husband in the beginning and, and you know, just, I don't know, a little overwhelmed by it all at first. Yeah. Did you feel, did you feel angry at all at first? Like when you started learning, I mean, I, I asked this because a lot of times I hear, and even myself, there was a stage when I kind of started learning. And I'm like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Yes. I did feel a little emotionally kind of like that FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Like, oh my gosh, how did we not know about this? I was a little like, um, disappointed, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. what, like, where did this come from? When did Um, it come alive for you? Like personally come alive for you? Oh, that's a good question. For me, it was probably 2019. Okay. Around before COVID. 
Um, it's funny because like I said, at first I was a little overwhelmed. I was more like on the sidelines and kind of observing it all and a little, not standoffish, but just like, I don't know, you know, how, how to do this. This is so different. It's, and it's even counterculture almost. Cause like I said, coming from a Pentecostal background where it's loud and it's, it's a little different the environment and even the service, the flow of it. So when we came in, it was kind of like, oh, wow, this is very peaceful and calm. And I don't even know what how to sit in this but um I was uh very grateful to kind of go through that process of unlearning right and then relearning uh some new things and um what really attracted me was like of course the Hebrew and like the Vinic dance and there are some similarities like the head coverings I was like why is everyone like wow the head coverings like this is very traditional and um course the food laws and all the and all the traditions uh it was it was emotionally exciting to learn it all but then it was also overwhelming like I said so um just kind of grateful for like the chunks that came and I was able to uh slowly chew on some things right and break it down and right. it took several years but like I said 2019 is probably when the father uh specifically spoke to me about my identity and him and how he saw me and that's because I was asking him like Lord I don't even know because when I first came in you know I felt like I had to be Israelite you know right Full on Israelite. I can't even went through a season of like full year of head covering and actually the father was showing me some things in that season and um but other things like I took on like I'm taking on this whole new identity I just don't know how to walk it out you know so uh and that and that season in 2019 I was just really questioning that having like that identity crisis and asking him to show me how he saw me and who I was and he did and it was very special and I don't know if we'll go into that but yeah um, I would love to hear that because I mean we I would love to hear if you don't mind because I know that is kind of your heart is about revealing for women to about their identity or or, or any of our listeners their identity in 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 Abba in in Messiah, like who who am I? And I I think we have a lot of conversations about around even tour portions as we're saying like oh my goodness this again this is all about identity. So can you kind of share how he revealed to you like who what your identity was in him? Yeah, sometimes it's like I read my story in the portions. I'm like oh that's me. <laughs> so I love that we can um, connect to those and and. And even our birthday portion recently, I discovered that. So that's, that's powerful. And I guess it was that night, right? That night I had one, um, a photo session with a friend of mine, Rosetta Ann Hotman, and she does fairy tale tea, um, experiences. Well, she'll do your hair, makeup. She'll take the photos. She'll even designs gowns, like prophetic gowns, super anointed, like she does her work to perfection. The father uses her and she's got a powerful testimony on her identity as well. And what she went through, um, she grew up in the church and, and just how the father has kind of been showing her some things and revealing himself to her. And I think that's really what this walk's all about too, how the father reveals himself to us and in a personal, intimate way. It's so individualized and, and it's like, he knows you from the inside out. It's just a matter of us coming up to him, but um, yeah. And and so that I had won this photo session with her and it was a mini session and I never win anything. I'm like, I, why did I win? Like, 
geez. And, you know, coming out from the Pentecostal church and I was really wrestling with some things because I grew up not wearing makeup, not cutting my hair and not really, um, you know, wanting to be like, oh, it's all vanity, right? They would, they would say, oh, that's, that's vain. You don't, that, that stuff doesn't matter. But in that season, I felt like the father was pressing on me. No, this is important to me. And I want you to see yourself beautiful, loved and cherished as the bride really we are the bride of christ so he that's the message he poured into me um during that that whole session experience that we are the bride and we're to resemble him as a bright shining jewel because um i had a dream that night before we were going to go do our shoot and that's how i literally saw myself it was like a zoomed out image and almost like a google like when you see yourself on google (laughs) Or you see your home, you Google your home and you could see yeah, far, yeah, yeah. far down. And and all around me was darkness. Everything was completely dark. And um, all I could see was this bright, shining light. It wasn't a physical form. It wasn't like an appearance of me or anything. It was just this bright, shining light. And he gave me a Bible verse. So you're saying that he gave you this this vision of, of your identity and then he pours this verse into you. Like, what did you feel? What did that feel like? Well, it brought some confirmation. It brought confirmation. And then uh, it just clicked for me. Something was like, okay, I know who I am now. Now I can move forward and do, you know, what's next. So um, it was almost like him almost peeling off these layers. Also, these false layers of identity I had carried on me. It was almost, it, it really brought a lot of healing and revelation of who, who Yeshua really is and how much he loves us and wants to um, really heal us, heal us from all those lies, I guess, and all those, those false layers we, we, we put on ourselves sometimes. That is so Mm -hmm. good. And I think that we take on our identity from so much of what the world is telling us we are, especially as women, I think. And I mean, I'm sure that's the same for men, for both of us whether it's gender expectations, whether it's our role expectations, behavior expectations. And he's saying, wait, 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 physical expectations. He's like, no, no, no. I just want, I want to tell you who you are and whose you are. And, and there's just this, the word he's been pouring into me recently is the word regal. And if we can step into that regal anointing that he has, we are his children. We are part of this regal realm. And, and we, we, there's a behavior expectation, right? of how we're to walk, how we're to, how we're to do things, but it's, it's, it's a privilege, right? That you're a co-heir with him. You are to reign. We get to, we get to partner with him in reigning here. I mean, I just think that's cool. Cause in the beginning, like I said, I was so excited. I wanted to cling to all the things and learn all the things and do them just so, and do it perfectly. But I, you know, that the father broke that down over the years. Cause we've been doing this for 13 years. Yeah. Since my firstborn, and, uh, he really broke it down for me and just, um, kind of made it, like I said, digestible and, and, and just, it made sense. And we would do some things and we would add some things, or maybe we wouldn't do everything because like I said, maybe we're just, we didn't have the revelation of it. It was just, I think when it becomes burdensome, that's when it's like, I don't know, right. When it starts to feel heavy, like it starts to feel stressful. It starts to feel overwhelming. Okay. Let's just step back and back away. Yeah, and really back ask away. the father mm-hmm, how he wants me to go about this. Yeah. But, um, that's good. That's good wisdom. Cause he tells us his yoke is light. It's not heavy. It's not burdensome. So the minute you feel confused, the minute you feel like a little stressful. So that's a good segue is 
Tell, can you tell me a story about when, when you first got started maybe, or, or even recently, but sometimes when it kind of got messy, where you like did it the wrong way or where you felt like, oh my gosh, I should do this. Or maybe it got messy and you felt like you had to back away because it was heavy. Do you have like a, a, a story to share with us? Well, maybe for Yom Kippur and I actually wrote about this on one of the blogs. I really love sharing this story because I'm very deep. Like I, I'm like, I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> be charismatic and all these things but I'm very the introvert who's like just deep and reflective person and I just love all the deep things but um during Yom Kippur I remember it was that season right when I was praying for the high uh, Shabbat right the next day and trying to prep my home get it all clean and get all the cooking done and just um you know have my challah and or actually though Yom Kippur was fasting so scratch that <laughs> we did actually fast and that's another thing we've trained our kids and it's like we they didn't fast in the beginning um we kind of gave them the choice and now that they're older we do let them fast half a day or as long as they want to go but it's such a beautiful tradition to teach them uh to have that self-control and and just really understand why we're doing what we do but um yeah and, and i remember i was remembering i was in the kitchen and i was having that moment right i'm overwhelmed i'm stressed out i can feel it rising up in me and then all of a sudden this thought comes to my mind and um, because I've been uh, called a Martha, I've been called a Martha. Like once I get going, it's hard for me to stop. Even my husband would be like, slow down, Martha, like calm down. So of course we know the story of Martha and Mary. And so as I'm there at the kitchen sink, all, I, all of a sudden I hear like this voice, this thought come to my mind. And it's like, I don't want to be a Martha anymore just want to be a Mary at the feet of Yeshua. I just want to rest. I start, so I told myself, I don't want to be a Martha anymore. I just want to be a Mary at the feet of Yeshua and just be, and be with, be with me, be with him. Uh, so I dropped to the floor, floor right there and, and there. And um, I just start sobbing and I'm just, I'm so repentant and I'm asking the father to like, just, just, just come be with me really. And you know, my, my then 10 year old walks by, he's my oldest and he kind of freaks out. He's like, mom, are you okay? <laughs> and so he goes, he goes and gets all the other siblings to come see me, check up on me. And so I had to really explain, you know, Hey, this is just the father working in me. And it's beautiful to really be surrendered and like really in a, in a state of prostrate before a King. And that's what Yom Kippur is all about, you know, uh, Teshuvah, returning to him, being repentant and and so I love how he brings about all these things during the feast days. He's just like, brings them to the surface for you to deal with. So it's like, can't hide, can't run from them. No, yeah, they, they can't come get right messy. Up. This is really yeah. new, right? Because you figure when I know I grew up Pentecostal as well. I think you grew up apostolic and I grew up in an assembly of God church and, and growing up like that, like you're at the altar repenting every week. Like you really feel like, but it's a different repentance, right? It's different than, it's different than in Yom Kippur that, that, that Teshuvah is different, that returning. How, do you, what, what would you say is different than when we grew up running to the altar than, and now? It definitely sets different because it's almost, it, it's, it's, I love that it's in a corporate sense. So yes, it's for yourself. It's for your family. It's for your city, but it's also for the nation, mm. right? For the nations, plural for the nation. So it's like, this is a big deal. It's not something that take it should be taken lightly or something that should be overseen, you know, or just ignored. This is serious. So it does, even with all the feces, it's just, they hit so deep and like, they penetrate your soul. Like they literally transform you from the inside out. That's the best way I can explain it. 
That's good. They've just transformed our, our lives completely for the better. So much. So different. The difference between the holidays and our, now we celebrate the holy days. And, and the, the difference is the holy days actually do bring about holiness in our lives. And I wrote, you know, things get messy, guys. You know, we are commanded to be kedoshim, right? We're supposed to be, and we read that all the time. We're like, oh, I got to be holy. I have to be holy. Be perfect because I'm perfect. But what he's calling us to isn't that. The word is actually be set apart. Be, and it's actually not like an instant. It's, it's, a, it's a process, becoming set apart. You are to become, keep working on it. And every year we have this cycle and I just want to just share. And I know that I know, I know Ruth well enough to know that she'll agree with me. Give yourself some grace in this process because he does, right? Give yourself some grace. Really true. So, okay. So we're, we're headed into this. This is a rapid fire round. So people get to know, get to know you. I know we're going to post in all the places that they can find you, how they can get a hold of you. That'll be in the show notes, but I'm going to ask some questions and you get to answer them. Are you ready? Woo. Here we go. Here we go. Rapid fire. Do you have any siblings? Five. Five Five. siblings. Wow. Okay. Have you ever traveled abroad? No. Nope. Okay. So Mexico, but you know, Hey, Mexico is abroad. Do you think that you'd make a good, do you think you'd make a good spy? Uh, no, I don't think so. I probably <laughs> cry a lot. I cry. <laughs> what is your favorite word? My favorite word. Oh, I love shalom. I love all the Hebrew words, Oh, but shalom good. is one of my favorite. That's good. Completeness. What's your favorite season? Yeah. Uh, definitely the fall because of the fall feast. What's your favorite <laughs> breakfast? Um, I love avocado toast with some smoked salmon or maybe uh, everything seeds. Mm. That's good. That's good. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your go-to lazy dinner? Oh, oh, probably spaghetti for the kids. Yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> Do you have any hidden talents? I I used to be a good impersonator, and then I used to want to be like uh, one of those singers that singer or- orchestra singer. No, huh? orchestra. Uh, one, is that what it's called? Opera. Opera. Yes. I uh-huh. used to love opera. So I was like, I think if I were to like, if I would have gone through the training stuff, I probably could have done it. That would have been a hidden talent. <laughs> that is so good. Hidden talent. Yeah. What never fails to make you laugh? Who fails to make me laugh? My husband probably. He's, he's really good at making me laugh. That's why I married him. That's good. I know most people, it's not fun. Most people think, oh, that you have to pick this. If guys only knew that the way to a woman's heart was to make her laugh. Like really, right? How many women you feel like, oh, he makes me laugh. Okay. Where, uh, where is the best place for, for people to find you? Would you say, okay, I'm looking, I want to follow you. I want to stalk Ruth. Where is the best place for them to find you? And of course I'm going to put this in the show notes. Probably social media on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we do have a YouTube channel for children's ministry, but we're getting revamping that up and trying to get more active. Um, yeah, it was kind of quite a season for for me personally this last year. So we're trying to get back to work with that. That's exciting. That's exciting. Thank you so much for being so real with us and sharing with us. And do you have any final words for our listeners? Just that it is so important to um, seek the father during this time while he can be found and uh, yeah, ask him to show you who you are in him and he will reveal yourself. So that is so good. Thank you very much. 
That is so good. He is passionately chasing after you, right? Hey, all the links are going to be in the show notes that we talked about um, to touch back with you next year, Ruth, to see what's new and exciting with the father. And that's a wrap on another Messy Antics adventure. My fellow spiritual adventurers, from splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps, we've truly experienced the full spectrum of messianic marvels and Torah tales. Remember folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guests who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we'd just be folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.